is say you can have yours. Text us or call us and join the conversation. This is the Watchdog Morning Show with Howard Monroe, brought to you by WVU Medicine. Hey, compare, ci vuoi suonare? Chi si suona un friscaletto? E come si suona un friscaletto? Un friscaletto, tipiti, tipiti, Hey, compare. I don't know what they're saying, but it sure sounds Italian to me. Whistle along, Howard. That's all. Yeah, whistle along. Come si suona un saxofono. Tu, 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 un saxofono. Bibbidi-bibbidi-boo, I don't know what it is. Ah, we're having fun. But it's fun. You know why? Because it's Italian Festival Weekend, and we are only hours away from the kickoff of the event, the official opening ceremonies at noon today, and a live broadcast from uh, the Watchdog Radio Network beginning at noon today. You'll be able to drop by, visit with some of our team. You get a chance to meet some of the newer members of our team or different members of our team. You've got uh, the Pine Room guys. These guys, I, I cannot say enough. We're not around. I don't want to get big swelled heads, but I cannot say enough how much I enjoy the Pine Room guys shows on uh, you know Monday, Tuesday, and Thursday. They just do an absolutely fin- bang-up job. I love what they do. Exactly. I knew that when they came in. You know, it's like being on a ball team and you just got some new guys on the team and you say, man, this is going to make a big difference here. We're going to get better. And that's exactly what happened. And they're, they're, So if you haven't had a chance to listen to them, do so. But more importantly, today in particular, if you go to the Italian Festival, stop by and say howdy to them. They will be down. I think we're going to be in the beer garden. Is that correct? Yes. Uh, things are a little different. Right in the corner of Fall Street. <laughs> yes. But that's where we're playing on uh, being. So, but if we're not there, find us. We'll be look there for somewhere. the people who are broadcasting. Yes, that'll, that'll be our guys. Pine Room guys from noon to three. You'll enjoy that. Then at three o'clock, it's uh, Doc George and his boys. Saturday morning sports huddle on Friday. Yes, it'll be Friday. Same uh, same show uh, for an hour. Uh, it'll be Doc George's, and uh, he has some guests. And then Howard, uh, I'm really nervous about this one. Four to five, closing things up. Yeah, four to five. It's going to be. Um, um, well, a, a, a reunion after a number of months away. Of, well, just a couple months. Bob and Bear. Good old boys on sports. Yes. And Donnie Gilbert making yeah. a special special. Yeah. If you didn't have enough of Donnie yesterday, a little bit more, he will be joining us. Howard, I mentioned the first half we're going to do the uh, our top five TV characters who just happen to be Italian. That'll be fun. And then we're going to do our Mount Rushmore uh, version of the second half, our top sports personalities of who happen to be Italian, we're going to put them up on Mount Rushmore. So we're going to have fun with that. All right, that sounds like fun. So uh, tune in all afternoon long, noon to five, um, the Pine Room Boys and then uh, uh, sports, huddle? sports Huddle. And then uh, Bob good old Bear, boys. a couple good old boys uh, talking sports. So great time. Uh, go on down, grab yourself a Bud Light or a lemonade or whatever you're having and maybe a hot sausage sandwich. John McCabe, are you uh, going to go to the festival today? Uh, you know, I ate at the Greek festival yesterday, and I hate to sully the, the good taste oh, of that with <laughs> fried vegetables and uh, cookies and, uh, you know, no, I would definitely will, you know, go down at some point over the weekend. But, uh, yeah, the uh, it, it's hard to find good, you know, authentic Italian food at the Italian festival anymore. That is one of the challenges. A lot of vendors come in, uh, but, you know, the Sons of Italy will do very well, uh, a few other places. But, yes, I will uh, – Make a trek through there probably probably when the governor's in town. You know the governor's here today, right? I didn't know the governor was yeah. coming to town. Yeah, so uh, 
I'll probably stop down then and watch him cut the ribbon. So he's going to be there for ribbon cutting? Uh, it's what it sounds like, yes. Well, the ribbon cutting is scheduled for noon. Mm -hmm. but, uh, Maybe we need to move that to 2. Yeah, when the governor comes, <laughs> you're just not totally sure exactly what time things yeah, are going to get 1.30 or 2 probably be a better yeah. guesstimate of that. Yeah, okay. All right. Well, that that, that sounds good. Well, the may, Tell the Pine Room guys to grab him. Yes, that would be a heck of an interview. And, and Howard, i got to say thank you to my buddy John McCabe. Uh, I was leaving when John was coming into the Greek Festival, and instead of trying to avoid me, which he probably should have, he probably wished Bob he would have. Bob was a sweaty mess. I'm <laughs> going to tell you. I but he shook he just my walked hand, through yeah. a rain shower. <laughs> but uh, John did not try to avoid me, so I appreciate that, John. Oh, you're welcome, buddy. That's, 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 well, that's good. John's it was warm over there that time yesterday, was it not? It was. It was, uh, and, and it rained a little bit. I got caught in the rain yeah. a little bit, but yes, it was hot. <laughs> it's going to be hot again today. We have a heat advisory kicking into effect around 11 o'clock this morning. We're looking for temperatures probably in the mid-90s for our high today, but the feels like will be 100 or more. National Weather Service says about 104 is what they're thinking we might look for for feels like temperatures. Uh, so it's going to be a hot day today. Mixture of cl cl clouds and sun. It's going to be kind of sunny and then a few pop-up showers, that kind of thing. Which has been, I've seen that, the Italian festival has done that same thing before, Bob, where you get just a little bit of rain, mm -hmm. then it, uh, it clears up and then the sun's out and you just sort of, you know, you can, can live with it. Um, currently 77 degrees, Wheeling, Ohio County Airport, 75 degrees uh, at the Highlands, 80 degrees in my backyard by the swimming pool, and it looks like about 74 degrees here at the Robinson Autogrip Studios downtown Wheeling. In the heart of the Ohio Valley. John, before I get to you, I got a couple of texts I want to get out here uh, off the Frio Stack Auction Service text line. Uh, let's see. From the Frio Service au uh, Auction Service text line, 304-214-1600. Bob, are you drinking a Pepsi today since you are hungover this morning? <laughs> I didn't look to see what you're drinking. Are you got a Pepsi in there? I have my Power Zero helping me get through the morning. That's a lot. That's probably a lot better, a lot uh, smarter, I guess. Let's Bob, will you eat the Mountain Dew hot dogs? Have you seen those yet? I have not. Uh, Mountain Dew. I'm so Mountain hungry, Dew John. I used hot dogs. If you put it in front of me, I'd probably eat it. I haven't eaten since what, Howard? Uh, Wednesday? Was it Wednesday the last time I <laughs> ate something? It's, it's been a while. It's been a while. Also off the Frio Stack Auction Service Hotline, I'm loving your show and your music today. I'm first-generation Italian, and I enjoy the Italian music. So good job there, sir. I appreciate that. And our friend Alan from Neffs, who listens all over the world when he travels, he's at the CERN Super Collider over in Switzerland today. Uh, just left CERN, walking in Geneva today, listening to you guys. So we are being listened to in Geneva this morning. Good morning, Alan. Um, so there you go. He's over there looking for the God particle, huh? That could be. <laughs> there you go. It's, it's, I'm going to ask him some questions because I, I literally just last night finished reading an article, a, a, a novel mm -hmm. about the super collider. And Which, what was it? Do you remember? I've read something recently about it as well, and I can't remember what it was. I forget the name of it, but it's it's a group of scientists who hmm. decided that um, that the super collider was God, basically, and. Um, and all the Navajo Indians near the reservation there you go. went crazy, and it was it was a novel. What can I tell you? There you but, go. But it was fun. <laughs> Anyways, so we're listened. We're being listened to this morning in Geneva, Switzerland. Geneva is a beautiful city. God, I love that city. I was only there for one day. Had lunch on the banks of the of the lake there. Oh man, that's gorgeous. Very good. Anyways, <laughs> never I, been to Switzerland. Never been. No. Oh man, I I was just just a, well actually I was there for two days, but um, I, I just absolutely. 
gorgeous place. I loved it. One of my favorite places to be. Hmm. So, all right, those are a few of the items off the Frio Stack auction service uh, text line, 304-214-1600. You're welcome to add your thoughts to them as well. John and I have some Ohio Valley news to talk about. We'll do that coming up next on the Watchdog Morning Show. Why? Just think about it. Why is the number one selling brand of chainsaws not sold at Lowe's or the Home Depot? We can give you over 10,000 reasons. That's how many authorized local steel dealers you can find across the country. Visit one and you'll find a range of dependable gas and battery-powered tools, from trimmers to blowers. And you'll find service from experienced professionals. Real steel. Find yours at SteelUSA.com. Lowe's and Home Depot are trademarks of their respective companies. How much could a cyber attack cost your business? The costs stemming from a cyber attack can vary tremendously, but are extremely significant. Recent studies have shown that the average cost of a data breach to small business can range from $120,000 to $1.2 million. In addition to financial loss, companies also suffer downtime, lost opportunities, and data recovery expenses that can all quickly add up. Could your organization survive a cyber incident? If you are unsure if you are doing enough to protect your data, reputation, and dollars from cyber criminals, contact the team at Omni Strategic Technologies today. Omni has the right tools and support to help keep your business protected. Call 304-242-7600 and schedule your free consultation today or visit omniperforms.com. Omni Strategic Technologies, the only cybersecurity and advisory firm that the Watchdog trusts. Everyone appreciates the Watchdog Morning Show with Howard Monroe, even Governor Justice. Howard, you're a good man, and I appreciate all you do every day. Thank you, sir. Weekdays, 7 to 10 a.m. on the Watchdog. Ready to take your driving experience to the next level? Look no further than Toyota, the pioneers of automotive technology. With Toyota cars, trucks, and SUVs, you'll discover a world of cutting-edge innovation at your fingertips, like advanced driver assist features, seamless connectivity, and unparalleled safety systems. Go to buyatoyota.com for special offers, then visit your local Toyota dealership. Offers end August 1st. Toyota, let's go places. You want a hospital rising up to the challenges of today's healthcare demands. WVU Medicine Wheeling Hospital delivers the right care right here at home. Developing new and exclusive services, recruiting top surgeons. We embody the mountaineer spirit, building upon strong traditions, pioneering medical care, moving forward with compassion. WVU Medicine Wheeling Hospital, delivering the right care, right place, right time. Spend your summer mornings with us. News, information, conversation, controversy, and fun. The Watchdog Morning Show with Howard Monroe. Brought to you by WVU Medicine. The summer wind came blowing in from across the sea yeah, we could use some little little wind and breezes today it lingered there to touch your hair and walk with me blowing 
through the Italian Festival, hopefully this afternoon. And we should mention that we keep talking about the Italian Festival today. The Greek Festival continues today as well. Absolutely. So, you know, and Marshall County Fair is still yeah, on down in Marshall County. a lot County. going on right now. This is a busy week. And also, this week was the TBT. Yeah, well, it's still going on. It'll They'll have the championship game on right. Saturday. Right. Uh, and then the regional final, I think, on Sunday, uh, you know, uh, brought a lot of people to Wheeling. Uh, you know, our, the... We'll call it the local hometown team, the best Virginia team. Uh, it did end up losing last night to the Marshall University alumni team. Um, and they 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 beat the buzzer uh, on the first on the, night, yeah, except as I learned yeah. from Mr. Slider, there is no buzzer, right? It's that Elam ending. It's a little bit different, and if you're not used to it, but uh, it's a different approach. Uh, Bob Huggins had his coming out party in Wheeling, which is kind of interesting, you know, uh, first time in really in a public public appearance since all this happened. I believe happened. it was the very yeah. first time, yeah. He was there with uh, Bob Robinson and uh, and watching the game and watching a lot of his you know, former players out on the floor. So it uh, yeah, TBT was a nice it was, event. It was a, you know, it was a nice for, for Huggins to me. It was a nice low key. I mean, people know you know, no, he didn't get announced right. by the ESPN guys or as far as I know. Oh no, no, they they singled they, him out. Yeah, you know, it wasn't certain. announced by the PA announcer, but he no, just kind of exactly. kind of came in. He's a spectator, and you know what would be hard though. I mean, you're there, you're watching. You know, I mean, and the number of people that come up and just like want to take a picture with you. Yeah, you know, I mean, it's like the people have no shame. And I'm not being mean, but just the people have no shame. Let the guy watch a ball game. I think yeah. just enjoy himself. Yeah, but he's no. I mean, I, people want pictures with, with Huggins. Why? You know? Well, he's a. Why, so you can post it on social media and forget about it five minutes later? Pretty much. Yeah, I mean, I mean pretty much. Like, say, look who I met, you know. Like, what about just respect for yourself? Put it, what put about just going up and say, hey, hug, I hope exactly. you're going, would that be yeah, okay? You, I you, think that's okay. Just go over and say, shake his hand and say, hey. So leave the camera alone you. or your yeah. phone alone. Okay, I got you. I, I think I agree, stuff, John. Especially like people like that are our age. Yeah. You know, that like should, you know, we're taught to have a little respect for themselves and for others. Yeah. That, that just, that stuff bothers me to death. You can go up to someone like Huck and put your arms around him. Would you mind if I, you get the arm out there doing the selfie kind of no. No. But, you know, it's got to get tiring. Tell you who did get noted at the uh, TBT. Uh, Bob Huggins was noted, apparently, by ESPN. Also, another one of our local celebrities. Um, um, I wouldn't call him a local, local politician. Well, you said, listen, uh, <laughs> Sean is a well-known person. I would call him somewhat of a celebrity slash politician. But, uh, yes, Sean Fleury got uh, some attention. He got the boot is what he got. <laughs> he got the boot, man. <laughs> Not attention. <laughs> He literally got the, the ESPN Plus full treatment of, there's a, they're throwing this guy out. There's, a, the, there's, there's something happening down there. Um, they're politely asking this gentleman to leave. He seems to be talking to them, but he's going to have to do his talking in the parking lot. They're moving him out. And I'm looking and I'm going, no, no, I recognize that posture. Well, and of course, you know who he's sitting there with. He's sitting there with Doug, Doug Scaff, Scaff. Who's, you know, Sean Hornbuckle, two other members of, of the legislature. You know, the mayor Wheeling's there, vice mayor's there. Um, yeah, that was uh, interesting times. He, what was he doing? He was jawing at the Pitt, uh, the Pitt alumni team. And, uh, you know, I think it's, he's, he released a public statement on it on uh, Wednesday morning and, you know, Someone took offense to something he said. He didn't say anything really too out of line or maybe even out of line at all. But somebody took offense. The official told the told a couple of wheeling police officers, you know, get this guy out get of here. Out of here. You know? Move him away. <laughs> I, um, I reached out to Sean that night. Yeah, because, yeah, again, I, I am I right? Was that, it, looked, it looked like Sean. I thought it was Sean. People were texting me going, did you see what happened to Flew Hardy? I think it's Sean. So I texted him and, uh, you know, got, got thrown out. 
he responded to me with a bit of a poem, <laughs> uh, you know, little poetic words. It began with eat, uh, and then there were some poetic words that, <laughs> that followed after that. But as he said in his uh, official statement, you know, Sean is a, he, a couple things, and this is typical Sean Fleurty. I mean this in a good way. First place, he is a huge WVU fan. He's always has been, and he's made a big deal about that. He's always, and he's, uh, uh, and and he is a outgoing, loud supporter, yes, and critic of the teams that they play against. Sure, and particularly a team like Pitt. That it, long, you know, it, it's right in keeping with uh, yeah. with him. There was nothing newsworthy about this, in, from the extent of of Sean. He didn't get being a, he, obnoxious. He, he we'll didn't say. get arrested. No, he didn't get no. charged with anything. It was a little. He was just being Sean Fluhart. Exactly. Yeah. And if you looked at the video, I didn't. I wasn't there at the game, but I saw the video of it. It was typical Sean. He's For laughing. Sure. He's slapping the players. Are laughing. He's you know, I mean, the, the, the players on the, back, the floor you know, are laughing. You know, they're they're all <laughs> chuckling about it. You I know? can picture the conversation he's having. Sure. With, with these with the cops, you know. And but they're probably saying, "Yeah, still, but you got to go, That's Sean. Right, you just yeah. you got to get out of here." <laughs> I think he went back the next night, though. Well, or the, ne- the second last last night, yeah. 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 I, oh I, yeah, because of course the rumors were around. You know, he's been banned from ever going back into West Bank Arena. Ah. You know, this, I mean, just the nonsense that people do. But it, you know what? It made for it made for a you know just a, a, a I don't call it a light moment, but just an interesting moment on the uh, you know on a semi national stage with ESPN Plus. Um, you know, in. Uh, that's it. It was a great way to cap the mayor's state of the city speech, yeah. the evening from the mayor's state of the city speech. You know, I, I'm watching him there. I'm thinking, I was just talking to him. Yeah, you and I both were just talking to him. Eight, at nine hours st- earlier. Right? Earlier. And, and at that time, somebody had asked him if they wanted to go, if he wanted to have a drink. And he said, no, no, I've got some things to do. I'm not going to have any drinks right now. As he told those folks, I actually have work to do. I don't know about you guys. Yeah, yeah. apparently that changed at some point. <laughs> but at any rate, all right. Uh, so the TBT is one of the, uh, the big stories. Uh, let me touch on one other thing because I want to spend some time with State of the City sure. to do it after the news sure. break. Um, Ohio County School Board uh, filled their slot. Yeah, Eric uh, yeah. Schramm. Yep. Seemed to be a reasonable. I can't remember if we talked about this last week or not. We but did. Seemed, yes. seemed to be a reasonable choice. One hundred percent. I think uh, ran into a couple school board members. Uh, one at the state of the city. Yeah, I think everyone seems to be pleased with the selection. He's you know again he comes in with no real agenda. It's he's not going to come in and start lobbying for reelection. You know that's something he's already. He said out. he's not going to run. Yeah, for he's not going to run for the for the seat. Um, Again, he's got prior board experience, which is good. And you know, and, you know, and, and I know we differ slightly. And you felt that uh, you know, there was a clear choice. I, I thought the mo- the the water was too muddied on both ends of the, of the candidates that initially were voted on with uh, Jessica Powers and Olivia Littman. And I thought it was, uh, you know, a prudent move. Uh, you know, whoever advised Michelle Blatt on this locally, I would assume, yeah. Uh, made the right choice because this puts all that to rest until, you know, until January when people start filing for this seat. The only thing I hope occurs on the school board is that they conduct normal business. I think Mm -hmm. Eric Schramm will be a a, a good board member. He Mm -hmm. was in the past. Mm -hmm. I hope they uh, do not try to deal with a couple of the controversial things until they get an elected board member back. What are the controversial things? By that I'm talking particularly about the – School start time. There's nothing. What's controversial about that? <laughs> Absolutely nothing. See, that's the problem. There's nothing wrong with that. You cannot sit there 
across from me and say, follow the science on the things I agree with and say, ignore the science on the things I don't. Come on now. I, I, I do not Come disagree on. with you. I do. I agree. There's nothing controversial about it. But I, it is controversial, and, and it, it is creating a conflict on the board, and I don't want to see— Well, that's because people are stubborn, and people don't want to change their ways. I don't there's want no to see any—if uh, there's, there, there's going to be a change in start times at Wheeling Park High School, it is going to be a significant change to the school system, to parents' patterns, 100%. and so on. 100%. And— that is something that should be voted on by a uh, completely elected board. I hope they don't try and deal with this with Eric Schramm. Uh, there's just, this has sat for three years, at least three years, I think, so there's no reason for it not to sit uh, a little bit longer uh, until, an elected, until an elected board member hmm. uh, is, is put on I there. thought I got a text from one of our school board members, but I actually just found out my Netflix account's been suspended, so oh, we're all good. Uh, <laughs> are you stealing? Are you? Wait a minute. Are you stealing? Get your password, John. Oh, oh, by no means. I, I'm, I don't want to say it out loud for fear they'll suspend mine. <laughs> I keep wondering when that's going to happen. I know, you yeah. Know? When um, you have kids, that, that's going to happen, yeah. But, but, often, but any which way, yeah. yeah. Anyway, um, I, I, you know, hope, I hope that they don't – let's just conduct the business of the board and get routine. You know, and just keep kicking that can down the road. Come on, uh, Howard. I mean, it, now's the time to do it. No, you know, now you've got not a the board time to do it without an elected politics. board member. Without an elected member. I'm, I'm on, I actually agree with you. With Molly Adderholt and I think mm -hmm. Dave Crop, I, I actually agree, but it is going to be very disruptive to a lot of parents, and it's going to create oh, a lot of of angst you, among you a lot of parents. You can't do it, uh, you know. You can't do it right away. Obviously, you're going to have to work this in. You're going, you know, it's going to have to have a nice timeline if it ever gets done. The pushback is going to come, you know, and I understand why. The pushback is going to come from faculty members, staff at at, at the high school. Because again, it's going to be a major change in their workday. Listen, I you know am, it's it's that simple. I don't um, I don't want this to be misconstrued, because I'm a big supporter of the educators mm -hmm. and teachers. I don't really care how it impacts the teachers or the faculty. That's their job. Well, hundred percent agree. Uh, it, but it will impact a lot of parents who are going to have to make some big changes in terms of how they handle their kids preschool or you know if if they. If school gets pushed back an hour or so, mm -hmm. a lot of parents have, you know, get the kids off to school, they get off to work. 100%. And, I, and I'm not saying change. don't do it for that reason. I'm just saying. It's going to be a big change in after-school activities, yes. everything from work to extracurriculars. It, it's, a, it's a big undertaking, but the reality is, is that it, it's too important not to address. And they've kicked, you know, they've just essentially, outside of Molly Adderholt, almost, you know, talking to herself when she brings this up, um, because no, you know, really, it doesn't seem that at least you know, prior to this, three other members even paid any attention. Um, you know, this needs to get done, or it needs they need to have a, a serious conversation that you know sits aside from well, we can't afford it, or it's going to have to do this, and we're going to have to do that. I mean, just put in a new scoreboard at at the stadium, and I'm not I have nothing against new scoreboards. I'm sure it's going to be much nicer than the old ones. But, you know, let's look at what's really important here. Is it, new, is it new scoreboards or is it giving kids the best opportunities to succeed? Well, again, I, I, I am with you, and I would hope that, that if you get a new elected board member that it will then be able to be dealt with and passed. Sure. My comment simply is I, with a, a, an appointed member there with something that's going to affect so many parents. Again, the teachers, it will affect them, too. I'm not as concerned about that because that's their job. They'll have mm -hmm. to adjust. But parents will, will be affected, and they should – Make sure they have an elected board together there, and then there's going to be you know there's going to be expense. There's going to be a lot of things that have to be worked out, and the administration I'm sure has probably already got their 
Hey, Howard, just so we're fair to all school board members, and I'll take a little bit of a kick today. Um, you did see that uh, Cabell County's trying to follow Ohio County's trend by taking money away from the library down there. The I did not see that. Yeah, so, so <laughs> thanks, Dave Croft. For, uh, yeah, sending, it, sending the library, you know, making the library desperate. No, no, no. I'll get a text up if I say that. But, uh, that still sits in my craw. Uh, Mine, too, as a, hence why I brought it up. That, uh, you know, they couldn't afford to uh, fund the library. And Margaret uh, Brennan. I know Margaret's still steaming about that, too. <laughs> There's a lot of people f- pretty frustrated about that. All right. Uh, the State of the City speech was uh, this week. John yeah. and I were both there. We'll talk about what was said. I want to talk about what wasn't said. I, wa- there was, I was hoping. I was hoping. But we'll talk about it coming up. 9.33, 27 to the hour, Friday Roundtable on the Watchdog Morning Show. West Virginia Metro News. I'm Carrie Hudasek. Kanawha County investigators allege a babysitter caused a two-year-old boy's death. Deputies say 31-year-old Brittany Napier of Dunbar put a queen-size mattress on top of a playpen that two-year-old Zakai Williams was in while she was babysitting him last week. Williams' head got pinned between the mattress and the top rail as he was trying to get out. He died a short time later. Kanawha County Chief Deputy Joe Crawford says Napier has been babysitting Zakai for a few days. He says this should have never happened. Life is definitely taken uh, too short. Napier told this to WCHS TV as she was heading into Magistrate Court Monday evening for her arraignment. I'm sorry for everything. She's being held on $250,000 bail. I'm Jeff Jenkins, WVMetroNews.com. U.S. Attorney for West Virginia Southern District Bill Thompson will hold a news conference this hour at the federal courthouse in Charleston to announce new training tools to help teachers and child protective services workers better identify and report human trafficking and rescue child victims. Parts of Jefferson County continue to recover from Friday's storm damage today. County Emergency Services Director Steve Allen says high winds were to blame. It appears it's uh, just high winds coming through and, of course, knocking over, um, from what I understand, a power line or a power pole, then onto the uh, structure for the day report center. And, of course, that uh, uh, the, the fire took the roof off of that as well. At least five fires were reported Friday. You're listening to Metro News, the voice of West Virginia. WVU President Gordon Gee says WVU has moved on from Bob Huggins. Gee says on Monday's Metro News talk line, the former coach was given a second chance after making homophobic comments on a Cincinnati radio station in May and then got arrested for DUI in Pittsburgh the month after that. He was given several opportunities to um, um, make certain that he followed the rules and, and, and that did not happen. Huggins is scheduled to be back in court in Pittsburgh next month. From the Metro News Anchor Desk, I'm Carrie Hudasek. When deciding where to dine in the Ohio Valley, think first of the Highlands with a full array of quick service choices from McDonald's, Wendy's, Five Guys, Taco Bell, Jersey Mike's, Jimmy John's, Chick-fil-A, or DiCarlo's Pizza. Or you can dine in at Eden Park, Promanti Brothers, Texas Roadhouse, El Paso, or Quaker Steak and Lube. Whatever your family's in the mood for, you can find it just off I-70 at the top of the hill. The Highlands, dining, shopping, entertainment, and lodging. Are you or your loved ones facing a serious legal battle? The Law Office of Paul Harris wants you to know you aren't alone. Do you need someone that's not afraid to go to trial and fight for your rights? Attorney Paul Harris and his team are willing to go where most firms are not. 
The Courtroom, with a successful track record in civil litigation, criminal defense, including tax issues and healthcare fraud, Harris Law Office will fight for their clients by offering the most aggressive representation in and out of court. Call Paul Harris at Harris Law Office for a free consultation, 304-232-5300. Who wants craft beer? Saturday, August 19th, the Mountaineer Brewfest, brought to you by Wheeling Island Hotel Casino Racetrack, is back at Wheeling Heritage Port, showcasing craft beer, from West Virginia's finest brewers. With great food, live entertainment, and many more craft beer selections in our beer garden, it's a wild and wonderful time, and you don't want to miss out. Proceeds benefit the family service Upper Ohio Valley. Get your tickets now at mountaineerbrewfest.com. Experience Undo's Upper Ohio Valley Italian Heritage Festival 40th Anniversary, July 28th, 29th, and 30th at the spectacular Wheeling Heritage Port, one of the largest Italian festivals in the U.S. Enjoy three days of food, family, and tradition with authentic cuisines, gourmet Italian wines, demonstrations, dozens of street vendors, My Way Cafe, bocce tournament, veterans appreciation ceremony, Sunday Mass, Little Italy, entertainment like traditional Italian music, Re Massa, Amici, and featuring the Skyliners on Saturday. Explore an exciting river festival with arts and crafts and games. Visit us on italyfest.org and Facebook. Undo's Upper Ohio Valley Italian Heritage Festival, sponsored by West Virginia Lottery, West Virginia Department of Arts, Culture, and History, Main Street Bank, Ohio County Commission, The Health Plan, DiCarlo's Pizza, and Wheeling Convention and Visitors Bureau. Wild, wonderful West Virginia. Save big money at Menards on everything for your next project, even breakfast items, to get your day started. Save big while supplies last on Hormel Thick Cut Bacon, just $6.99 a pack. After rebate, pick up a 100-count pack of single-serve coffee brew cups for just $23.99 after 11% off. That's just $0.24 cents per cup after rebate. Good through July 30th, savings are mail-in rebate. Some exclusions apply. See store for details. Save big money at conversations you care about with people you know this is the watchdog morning show with howard monroe on wkkx and wvly brought to you by wvu medicine Almost time for the Italian Festival kickoff right around noon today, the official opening ceremonies, and uh, we'll be broadcasting live from down there. Pine Room guys are here. They're all getting ready, getting uh, getting energized. Bob. Really glad to see those guys. I'm glad to see them anytime, but I was really glad to see them at 930. Well, you were afraid they weren't going to show I up? I thought it was going to pull a Donnie Gilbert and get her like uh, five till is what I, I was, was hoping I was reminded, on. however, that uh, while it certainly is perfectly okay for those of you who want to have an alcoholic beverage to have a Bud Light, and that always is what I had when I was drinking and would go down there and have a Bud Light to start things off with, I was reminded that there also is going to be another beer down there, Bob. That the Pine Room Pina Colada? The Pine Room Lager, uh, I, am under, I am told, is already being iced up down, the, down at the beer garden. So uh, Bud Light, fine, if that's what you go for. But uh, don't forget to give a try to the Pine Room Lager. Uh, if you're going to walk over to the Pine Room boys and maybe while they're broadcasting, want to say hello, wave at them, even talk to them, you know. 
Probably better if you're carrying a pine room logger as opposed to a Bud Light. I think that would work. They might get, invite you to sit down. They might actually let you say hello. <laughs> Seven, that's, uh, so that kicks off today at noon. The Pine Room guys will be there at the Italian Festival. Uh, 77 degrees, Wheeling, Ohio County Airport, 77 at the Highlands. Uh, 70, I'm sorry, 81, 81 poolside in Elk Grove uh, on the back deck. And 77 here at the Robinson Auto Group Studios, downtown Wheeling in the heart of the Ohio Valley. Uh, John McCabe, newspaper editor, and I are kicking around now the stories of the week here in the Upper Ohio Valley. John, uh, you and I both were at State of the City uh, last uh, Tuesday. Uh, Mayor Elliott gave what was his final State of the City speech because the next one will be given after the next election. So this was Glenn Elliott's last one. Fine speech, good speech, honored a lot of people as he always does. Uh, hit some of the key concerns of the city, some of the key uh, successes that, that have been going on in the recent years. Um, all was good, except I really thought he might jab, jab, jab a little bit. It's going out, you know. Well, he, he did a little bit. So if you, if, you, if you paid attention, he took a little, what I would say was a little bit of a, of a early swipe at one of the, or I guess the only announced mayoral candidate. Uh, in the sense that he was quick to point out Kelly Tucker Jones, which as well he should have. She's brought new events to the arena. But in pointing out, you know, that, that it's, I kind of look, when I heard it, I went back and I read the speech again, a little pointed at saying, well, it was, you know, nice to have somebody who's up with the modern times and, you know, and bringing events back to See, the See, I arena. didn't read it that way, but well, okay, maybe. Yeah, uh, maybe, you know, maybe. He's got a vested interest in that. His vice mayor is, uh, is you know, Likely, lobbying likely, likely going to run to be mayor. So, but no, he didn't really. It was kind of a. It was kind of a just a. It, know, all in all, it wasn't. It was just a speech. It well, it. I know? mean, look, there is a there is a pattern, right? That uh, he has used and it's worked. I mean, he he has several specific honorees, you know, the Gateway Award, uh, the Community, Community Spirit, Spirit yep. Award, and so on. He does all of those every year, uh, and then. Um, uh, he hits the, 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 the successes the city has had and, and a little look towards the future where mm -hmm. things are going. And all of that was there. I just, I, and maybe he was the smart one to do. I, you know, if, if you read the mayor's social media pages, in the past six or eight months, he's become a little more pointed, mm -hmm. a little more aggressive in talking about how he, you know, disagrees with some of the things and even some of the people who come to council. So are you so saying he's a keyboard warrior? I, no, I'm not saying just go that. do it on social media and don't do it in... Well, maybe. <laughs> I guess we're going to look at it that way. Now, but I just thought he might... I thought he might be final time, what's you know, yeah, just be you know, a, little, I, a little more aggressive. I, I think that that's not his style. I mean, it's just not. He I know he's been a, been a little more, you know, a little more pointed with some of the things he said on social media with, uh, you know, with certain critics around the area. Um but, you know, um, he, he chose, and I think it was probably the right path. Well, not probably, but definitely the right path. He chose to go out in a dignified manner, have, a, have an opportunity to, you know, touch on, you know, uh, you know, when you first got the copy of his speech, I thought we're going to be here until 3 o'clock. Yeah, that thing it was, was like 31 pages it thick. It was 31 pages <laughs> I mean, Jiminy's. <laughs> now, it was a, about 18-point type, so it went pretty quick, you know, yeah. but that just— 
And the um, first four pages were, you know, and I thank the council members yes. <laughs> and I thank you know everybody here. Yeah, but uh, it was you know it was a good speech. You know, it's been a, it's been a um, you know it's been a productive eight years. You know, and I think as you look back, this is our third consecutive, fourth consecutive, I guess, at least eight year terms for mayors, uh, starting from Jack Lippart. Lippart, uh, Sparshane, McKenzie, and now you know a Glenn. lot of things have changed. You go back to when Jack Lippart was in, and the and the amount of public. Uh, ridicule he got for tearing down the Wharf parking garage, right? Um, and uh, you know, building this stupid port that you know now is going to be home to the Italian festival and today, today, and and you know uh, hundreds of other events every year. So you know uh, it really does put the burden. You know the stage has been set for the next mayor, who's you know, the next mayor is going to see downtown get finished. Um, streetscape and downtown streetscape uh, uh, going to have uh, you know new opportunities. Going to see some. Hopefully, we'll see the Wheeling Pit Lofts get finished uh, in the next you know three four years, um, and a chance again to continue to reimagine how downtown and how our city is going to uh, what the focus is going to be. If you look at the 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 in 1992, the charter was changed to make a strong mayor form of government. Right. And uh, well, it's a it's a manager, city manager, manager government, but 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 the mayor became an elected right. position as opposed to voted on by mm -hmm. council. Um, it has been a progression. I think each of the mayors began to build upon the other ones. I mean, Lippart began to mm -hmm. do things like the getting rid of the wharf and, and building the uh, intermodal facility in the and the port and the trails got their start during right. Lippart's term, and then uh, Sparshane moved forward. Mackenzie moved, built, took on top of that and built forth. But I have to say, I mean, I, and I was not a, totally a Glenn Elliott supporter when he took office. I think these have been the most productive years that I can think of of a city council well, yeah, in, in, in recent history at Probably least. yes in the sense, that, and I think there's a couple reasons for that. Part of it is because of the work that's been done over these, you know, particularly over the last 16 years, um, you know, you go back to, and, and in the last, I guess we'll say the, the prior two administrations, you know, the things that uh, Mayor Lippard and that council worked on were pretty much done. But, you know, um, it really was the, the Sparshane administration that set the stage for the health plan, right. you know, they, with those properties. And, uh, and you know, and other things in the McKenzie administration set the stage for the streetscape project. Um, so, you know, this, this council, this administration really inherited a lot. And they've done a lot as well. They've, they, they have done a lot, and I'm not trying to diminish that in any way, but it's really been a, uh, you know, a nice progression in my mind of watching this council for one on 30 years now. Yeah, I think so. Guys, what is the track record where it is obvious the sitting mayor is hoping that the vice mayor uh, follows in his footsteps and he goes out of his or her way to make that happen? Is it a successful track record, or do they have problems with that? Well, well it didn't work for Chad, uh, or not for Gene uh, Fahey. Fahey. Yeah. Mackenzie and Fahey. Mackenzie was uh, strongly supporting mm -hmm. Gene Fahey as vice mayor. God, I can't, who was vice mayor under Sparshane? I can't even remember. I don't even know if they had a vice mayor under Sparshane. I don't believe they did, or if it was, maybe it was Mike Now. Maybe Mike Now did it for a while. I don't know. I think it was Mike Now. I mean, but it was I, never really an official title yeah, under there is Lippard, yeah, you know. It was a kind of a created yeah. position. Um, I think the problem, Bob, is when you were when you were given this title of vice mayor, even though it doesn't, you know, you're just a ward councilman. Um, you know, the people who you, you know you inherit the the problems and the issues that surround that any council is going to come up with. You know, I mean, you're never going to please everyone. So, you know, I think you know, there, I don't know if I know anyone who doesn't like Gene Fahey. Gene is a really nice guy, works really hard. Um, 
But, you know, he was coming off of, uh, you know, out of the McKenzie administration with, you know, the, the controversy surrounding the 16th Street field and some other things. And so, it, you know, you inherit all those problems when you run. You know, uh, for those folks that don't agree with some of the things that happened that have been happening in this administration, if Chad Thalman does run, he inherits those problems as well because he's been on the council. He's been in a, quote, leadership role on council. He inherits so I think all it makes of the, he, it, all makes the it successes, difficult. but yeah, he also he does, inherits right. all of the criticism. And it's important to keep in mind, Chad, in his ward, barely won his barely, last election. Yes. In fact, it was only after the final absentee right. ballots came in and were tallied that Thalman went one going prior to that he was he was losing. Mm-hmm. That's why I asked because again, John, I agree with you. I like Gene Fahey. Mm-hmm. I like Gene. I felt he was like being forced a little bit, you know, yeah. kind of like uh, being I don't know, shoved might be a little bit too strong of a word, but you know what I'm saying? Set up, and I, I didn't like that. Yeah, and, and again, it's just difficult when you were there, and you know, particularly when you have, you know, strong support from the sitting mayor. Um, you know, that, the people who don't like that mayor uh, most likely are going to look at you as nothing more than just an extension, extension of that Extension of that mayor, yeah. right. So, two, two other quick things. We're out of time, but two quick sure. things. Um, the mayor himself, Mayor uh, Elliott, was given an award by the Human Rights Commission. Yeah, he was. That was uh, the Rabbi Leaf uh, presented that. I can't remember what award. It was just a— Some kind of a human rights good Yeah, but, thing. you know, I mean, that is one thing, you know, and, and I know there's a lot of people who don't agree with it, but, you know, this council has done a lot of things with public proclamations on, you know, and essentially saying everyone has equal rights in this city. And they've and, worked and very hard at that. They I mean, have. They have and they from did day that, one, if you And recall. they did that in the face of a lot of criticism. You know, I, I, it's hard to remember when you go back to, like, what, late 2016, maybe it was in 2017, and he did show, you know, I, I, we'll give the mayor a lot of credit. He, he had a lot of newspaper headlines up on, up on his presentation. But, you know, that was a big meeting, several hundred people at the White Palace when they— uh, And it was by no means one side. It was very no, contentious. It was. Yeah. The other thing I want to just take a moment to mention— uh, one of your predecessors, the legendary Harry yeah. Ham, given the Gateway Award, uh, which certainly I think is is well worth it. Harry Ham was a, a, a giant of a man here in town. Yeah, yeah, he was. Uh, never worked with Harry. Uh, he passed away before I moved up here. But a uh, he really, uh, you know, again today still, as noted by the mayor's uh, inclusion of him with the Gateway Award. Um, the things that he put together, both with the Wheeling 2000 plan, which led to the kind of the creation of the Heritage Port area, um, you know, his work at Ogilvy over the years, his work in helping to establish organizations such as the Friends of Wheeling to help, you know, not just preserve old buildings, but to preserve and celebrate, uh, you know, through restoration, our city's very unique architecture. Um, it is, you know, it's hard to understand what that really meant at the time and what it still really means today. And it, and it was nice for the mayor. It was actually overly nice for the mayor to go out of his way to, you know, uh, to, to find and, and, you know, dig deeper into, uh, you know, Mr. Ham's contributions to the city and what they are, what they still mean today. Well, I mean, the Wheeling 2000 plan was actually a, a, a very strong precursor to all of the development we have going on around here uh, yeah. now. I mean, um, I remember when he wrote it. I remember when it was published, and, and I didn't know if it was going to work or not, but it, it, it was picked up. Again, Lipport picked up on some of it, and each of the succeeding mm-hmm. mayors picked up on it, and I think we're seeing almost all of it implemented. Now, it's also, uh, he didn't talk about it, but... Harry Hamm was also a crusader against the organized crime here in he Wheeling was. back in those days. Yeah, yeah, that was which a, was a, 
a very that was a major you know it's hard to understand today because you know the, you really don't have it today in any in any form but that was a major part of life in wheeling back in the 50s 60s and 70s and even into the 80s with bill lice and paul hankish and others the only i i did not know harry ham very well i had some doings with mm -hmm. him the only thing that i um I, I sat with him up at I think up at Ogilvy wasn't in the Glassworks but some bar up there at one point, and I, I was like a little kid and, you know just starting reporting and I said oh Mr. Ham you know it's so nice to talk to you someday I hope to be a journalist too <laughs> and he laughed at me and he said a journalist a journalist <laughs> I don't know what a journalist is I'm a newsman <laughs> and you know what exactly that and that too many people are quote you know the yeah. the, the capital J journalist today and don't understand community news we got to run should we take a break Bob let's get this break in all righty. On the last talk line on Metro News, House Speaker Roger Hanshaw on the possibility of legislation tweaking the law so that individuals who paid their vehicle property tax in full can get the benefit of that tax credit. The fact that people do the responsible thing and pay their tax bill in full is a good thing. That's, that's not something that I think we ever want to intentionally disincentivize. Talk line comes your way weekdays at 10.06 right here on this Metro News radio station. We'll talk to you then. You may not be able to visit Greece, but Greece can visit you at the Grecian Fest. Starts Wednesday, July 26th and continues through Saturday, July 29th at St. John the Divine in Center Wheeling. Come and get a taste of traditional Greek food, ancient Christian faith, and authentic Greek dancers. Join a free Greek cooking class presented each day at 2 p.m. and 4 p.m. Pick up a gyro for lunch. Visit the Greek Coffee House. Enjoy indoor dining. Learn more at GrecianFest.com. Over the years, you've brought opioids into your home. They helped when you were in pain, and you held on to them just in case. But holding on to opioids puts your family at risk. Learn more at www.fda.gov slash drug disposal. The timeless sounds of polka live here. Join us 9 to 11 a.m. on Sundays for the Polka Showcase with Rich Biella. Sunday mornings never sounded so good. It's summertime, it's summertime, and the living is easy, but the conversation is always topical and lively. This is the Watchdog Morning Show with Howard Monroe, brought to you by WVU Medicine. theme love theme from the godfather i don't know if a love theme love theme godfather when you think about the godfather i don't know about well, he kissed a lot of people Howard. well that's true there were a lot of kissing going on that's exactly right that's uh, in honor of our italian festival weekend this weekend bob westfall is here from the big seven wtrf tv um the italian festival weekend probably one of the big things you guys are working on bob uh yeah yeah it is um obviously we'll be live down there at noon for the ribbon cutting and then again, we'll be uh, down there for five or six, uh, five and six, and of course covering it, uh, covering it all all weekend. So, uh, a couple of the big events: uh, Greek Fest continues, uh, TBD continues tomorrow night. The, uh, Best Virginia got beat last night by uh, uh, Heard That, which is yep. like a little in-state in bragging rights there. 
Um, so we've got uh, that all weekend. So yeah, a lot of stuff going on right now. Are you, are you going to go to the Italian festival? Do you do you go down and grab a sandwich or anything? Oh no, I I send my minions. That's good. Well, I'd, I'd like to send my minions as well. If I could have that's a that's me, Bob. If I could have a yeah. minion bring me a Sons of Italy sandwich, I would be I would be uh, I would yeah, be in, uh, in good shape. Getting around there is just a little little more difficult. Uh, so I just kind of stay away from that. I got you. I completely understand. Um, what else you got? So we're going to be down there. Uh, other things we're working on, uh, Heather Miller Golf Tournament's underway. Um, so we're going to run out there, get uh, get some story on that. She knows the story behind that. Uh, Heather was killed in the accident a few years ago, um, and they raised money for nursing scholarships uh, at WVU. Um, so we're going to go out and get that. Uh, I just, I just learned things. last night my oldest son is playing in that. He's on the Wheeling Country Day School team, so he's playing. Oh, well, the, there you go. He's playing as the Heather Miller, Heather, Heather Miller today, yeah. Well, good for him. That's cool. Uh, also, a big announcement today, uh, the Orchard Park Hospital, uh, out uh, the mental health hospital for children and adolescents in the area. Uh, that will open today. Uh, well, we're just uh, having a ribbon cutting, whether it's actually fully functional or not. Uh, Colin Roos will find that out for you. We'll be live there at noon as well. Then we'll have the story tonight in our 6 o'clock. So uh, that's happening today. Uh, check presentation, uh, Treasurer Riley Moore is in uh, Weirton. Weirton Medical Center is to present a check. Uh, Weirton Medical Center get to get a check uh, from the state treasurer. Uh, a couple of these we've covered in the past, Wetzel Community Hospital, Wheeling Hospital, WVU Medicine. Um, so we will be there for that as well. And uh, like I said, all things, uh, all things Italian uh, today. So uh, a little bit of everything. Uh, weather, uh, again, uh, we talked about this last couple of days. Uh, Triple-digit heat index. Um, Going to be a lot of people down the Italian Fest, or Greek Fest. Just uh, uh, prepare for it correctly. Stay hydrated. Uh, look for shade when you can. You know, step indoors there, occasionally. There is a medical uh, tent. Yep. If you're feeling, if you're feeling uh, like you need the situation, get to the medical tent. They'll take care of you there. Yep. So again, uh, Zach, uh, Zach and Adam will be all over that today. So that's uh, that's the big thing that's going on right now. Check things out at noon, 5, 6, 10, 11, 5.30 on the statewide show. And, of course, always at WTRF.com or on the Storm Tracker 7 app or the news app, which you carry in your pocket on your iPhone or carry it in your tablet if you would like to. Uh, Monday is my birthday, so I'm telling you, Bob, and I'm also telling the audience, nobody gets panicked that we've, we've disappeared again. Uh, I, I'm taking the day off on Monday. I figured turning 70, I probably will only do it once. <laughs> so I figure it's a... It's uh, time for a day off, so I'll spend the day with my wife and uh, Teddy. Uh, so I will not be here on Monday, just so you know. Okay. Well, happy birthday. Oh, one thing I wanted to get in real quick. Uh, today is Roger's last day. Uh, Roger Lyons, our uh, station manager, general manager, um, has announced his retirement. Uh, today is his last day. Way to go, uh, Roger. I want to wish him the best. I have always enjoyed so anyway. working with Roger, going back to his days as a news director and, uh, um, and then, of course, working his way up to general manager. and. He's been great to work with, a tremendously good guy. Talked to him at the State of the City speech for a while. First time I've had a chance to do that uh, in a good while. Met your new GM there as well. And um, congratulations to Roger. Um, enjoy your retirement, and, um, you know, we'll go to lunch or something someday. Thanks a lot. But, Roger, you. you did a great job. Bob, I appreciate it. I'll talk to you on Tuesday. All right, guys. Talk to you, too.
Thanks a lot. Uh, so that's it, uh, Bob. Uh, Italian Festival, you ready? Are you ready? Are you ready? I'm ready for a Bud Light. and Well, no, I'm, I'm ready for a Pine Room Lager and a sausage lager. sandwich. Yes. And, and a hot sausage sandwich. Yes, I am, Howard. All right, there you go. Italian Festival live broadcast at noon. Before that, it's Hoppy Kirchival statewide talk line. I am taking Monday off, so please don't get panicked. Don't think that something's wrong again like you thought last week. Uh, but I'll be back on Tuesday. It's uh, 10 o'clock on the Watchdog Morning Show. expected today in parts of the northeast and great lakes region 